to this day, still struck by what we talked about on the last episode of this podcast regarding LVMPD saying during the grand jury testimony, Clifford Mogg, that to this to that point when he was testifying, they had not received the full confession from Keefe. They had just uh, had access to what was online. That was astonishing right. to me. But maybe I'm the only no. one. No, I don't. I don't think that's astonishing. Because first, I think the source of the interviews or whatever is out of state, right? Not in Nevada. So one, you'd have to go through and do whatever hoops to to get access to certain stuff. And obviously, it's going to be nicer if people would voluntarily give it to you. That's, I mean, if you say that you want to solve the case and it's so important yeah. to solve the case, wouldn't you just turn it over? So there's, no one would have to people, come through. There's people, there's people that say one thing and mean another. Vilified, deified. It's hard to find anyone apathetic about rapper and actor Tupac Shakur. By the time of his passing, September 13, 1996, he'd sold millions of records. In death, the prolific musical artist would sell millions more. 27 years ago, it was clear to me how influential Tupac was, and I went in hard in reporting the case and scored several firsts. I was the first journalist to get the now infamous beatdown video at the MGM Grand, the first to get the search warrant affidavit that pointed to Orlando Anderson and Keefe D, for that matter, as being responsible for Tupac's murder. I was also the first and only reporter to get interviews with the original team of Las Vegas Metro investigators. 27 years later, once again, yet another exclusive. I exclusively interview now-retired Las Vegas homicide detective Brent Becker. Nothing's off the table. I'm going to know Z-Way reporting. Tupac's murder was his case. More questions, part one. There are so many questions. And this is the first time Brent Becker, one of the original investigators on the case, is answering yours since Keefe's arrest. And for good measure, I've thrown in a few of my own. Welcome back and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, happy <laughs> Hanukkah. Everything to you. Yeah. So no one can accuse me of not wishing you well. Yeah, we don't want to get anybody mad because you forgot somebody. <laughs> right. So if, if I did get someone mad, write to me. Yeah. So the last time we talked was looking at an exhaustive look, some might say, at the grand jury testimony. Okay. And I would like your take on what's happened subsequently in terms of Keefe D making appearances in court, there being an actual trial date set, Keefe getting counsel, as of the day we're recording this interview, uh, public defenders, just want your take on all of it. Well, I would say let's wait and see what happens because 
think what early early January is his next court date. Yes. And then his trial date though isn't actually set till the summer. Right. Yeah. So let's see what happens at his next court date. If the attorneys change or something, I, you know, because now it's been assigned to a different judge, correct? Right. And, and it was my understanding. And we talked about this. I thought that maybe the original judge was just going to set the table and then direct it to another judge. One thing I do find. I got, the, I, I, I got, I got the impression she's the judge that gets the start the yes. thing out of the starting block and then she divvies it out to right because i think she's like the chief judge of a group right and whatever they call them these days and and then she gave it to this judge who's i believe she'll be the judge of record from now on unless something comes up that's my understanding and i i i have been in contact with both of their offices actually just to right. make sure i'm on track with everything but your take that nothing, the trial is not going to happen till June? Well, my understanding, what I overheard, I thought there was a comment about they were coming back to court January, sometime oh, early yes. January. But, the, but actual the, trial, the actual trial date is set for sometime in June, I guess. Right. Yeah, is, well, is, we'll see what happens. Like, I, I'm going to be more curious as to what happens in this January court date because right now he has public defenders on as of his record, and let's let's see if we stick with that. Well, he's <laughs> he's indicated that he is looking at changing again, possibly, you know for a defense, a criminal defense attorney, is that, I know you're on the law part of law and order, but is that normal? Have you seen that before where a defendant starts off with a public defender and then hires a criminal defense attorney? Because I'm thinking it could be something like the public defenders go through their the discovery. In fact, I remember one of the public defenders saying he hadn't even finished reading the uh, grand jury transcripts. Oh yeah, I would bet because I would bet the public defender didn't get that that far in advance. And then didn't the Giacomo make a comment about how basically there's extensive discovery on this thing right he sure did and and you have yeah. to imagine after almost 30 years there would be quite a bit so, well and i guess it depends on how i have no idea what they're going to do but because i'm sure they've had extensive stuff just from what they've been doing and i don't know how far back they are going to go as far as this because Truly, it's, to me, it sounds like most of this is based on what Davis has been saying, be it in the proffer, in the books, in the interviews right. and stuff. Right. Anything that happened before that, I guess you got to set up the fact that a crime occurred. But then whatever they're trying to do, I don't know. But and because... I'm, I'm kind of surprised, of course, that we aren't there yet, 
they, they aren't trying to set a bail hearing. Right. And there was talk on the street, and I was hearing it from direct messages that he was going to get out before Christmas. Uh, I didn't think I, that was like a likely. No, I, I think that's just talk. I think that's right. people throwing smoke out because I don't see the, just my thought. I don't see the prosecution wanting that because they know what will happen. This thing will, this thing will drag out forever. <laughs> it's already, it's already old, and now you don't want it to drag on another twenty years. And my understanding is that the bail hearings are almost like a prelim, almost like a preliminary hearing, a mini trial. Well, and who knows? Maybe that's going to happen in this January thing. I I don't know what's going on, but. Because we haven't heard anything where anybody's requested a bail yet. Right. 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 Yeah. Nothing's directly so, scheduled. So, but everything from your perspective, from your experience, seems normal in terms of it taking six months plus to potentially get to trial. And oh yeah, oh yeah, because he, I think he said. I think he's on record somewhere where he waived his right to a speedy trial. He did. I think that was, I think that was in one of the hearings. Correct. So, because if you don't waive your right to a speedy trial, that changes everything. And typically, if he doesn't waive his right to a speedy trial, that means he must think the prosecution has squat and he's got everything. And I'm sure that's not the case. And what, from your perspective, I know you have been looking on defendants from the other uh, the side of the bars, but what do you think his life has been like these months since he's been? I, I'll be surprised if he's in general population one. Because? Just, just because of the nature of all this. I mean, if he's in general population, there's got to be somebody in the jail that doesn't like him. Because literally, what this has all come down to is him snitching on everybody. You know, he's he's done interviews, he's written a book, he's told the tale. He's basically said what happened, and you but like it or not, he's on dead people, though. Well, it don't matter. He's still ratted on dead people. He's, 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 he's putting it out there and I think he's probably, well, I would think he would be in some sort of isolation where he's got his own cell and, and all that. Because a, a previous <laughs> legal expert was talking about where gang members would go. I would also, because for me, it's not the snitching that would get him in trouble. And that's just from what I have been thinking about. But I mean, you, you're you increasing my uh, ca ca capacity to understand all this. But it would seem to me that he would be in the most danger with a Tupac fan. Well, and obviously there's going to be a lot of them too. And if he's admitting to his involvement in that, that's why I say it's kind of a, it's the double-edged sword. He's, he's got to worry about fans 
and then people who think of them as a snitch, you know? And in terms of protection, I just was reading about uh, Derek Chauvin, the Oh, that's the Minneapolis thing, yeah. Right. And, you know, involved with the George Floyd murder, and he was recently stabbed very severely in prison. So he's probably I well, I don't know how they do it up there, but I know from past cases that not all, you know, not all defendants are in isolation. Obviously, they put they you can't do that. They're going to be in general population. In this right. in this case, I don't I don't know. I would think he's separated from everybody, but maybe he's not. And you know, to me, even with Chauvin, it's like, as I mean, watching that video of George Floyd being killed was very difficult to watch. However, if you're in the custody of the state, you're not supposed to be, you know, attacked. That's not part of your sentence. <laughs> I, I I get what you're saying, but you know, uh, it just depends. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to speak for every institution and how they work and what's videotaped and what's not videotaped and this and that. You know, the Chauvin thing, it was kind of, obviously he wasn't in isolation. So, so it seems. Hmm. So another thing that's come up in the news since we spoke, on the podcast was accusations and they've continued to come in regarding P Diddy. And just to go back a little bit, there has been this suspicion that P Diddy was involved with Tupac's murder, that he allegedly paid a offered a million dollars. Apparently Keefe never got that million, but he's supposed to have somehow been involved in Tupac's murder. With those accusations, those recent accusations of sexual assault, sexual abuse regarding P. Diddy, do you see that having any impact at all in terms of the way he would be approached as a suspect? I don't know. Fox murder? Yeah, I don't know. I I think there's a lot of factors involved in that because the first one is why would you spend that kind of money? What what is what did he have to gain by Tupac being murdered other than maybe a reputation? I don't know. Now, well, as far as his, the, the recent thing, I thought it was interesting that it came out, you know, at the allegation and what, a day or two later it settled? Uh, within 24 <laughs> hours. Yeah. So... That means somebody contacted somebody and everything was, you know, settled, so to speak, resolved. (laughs) But there have been subsequent accusations as well. Oh, I'm sure it opened the door because that's that's typical. As soon as you open the door about someone said makes one allegation, whether it happened or not, you've 
you've opened the door for other allegations and it's it's just a headache to deal with for whomever. So, so when you say open the door, do you think that it opens at all even a crack for investigators to look more closely at Diddy saying, well, he did, he's been accused of XYZ. So maybe even though they aren't the same criminal acts, homicide is, you know, an accusation of homicide is different than an accusation of sexual abuse. But well, they're they're going to they're going to I'm sure there might be some looking, but you got to realize whatever the allegations are against him doesn't equate to murder, right? Just like I remember Mike, my old partner, saying once in court we had a a, a son killed a father, and whatever questions came up and he made the comment, he says, being a lousy parent isn't a capital offense. Right. Because if it was, then we'd have a lot of dead parents. <laughs> right. Well, and I should also repeat that these are allegations. Yeah. And the initial lawsuit has been settled. But it was interesting that in that lawsuit, it very specifically names Diddy being agitated when he found out that Suge was at Mel's Diner. And I've been to Mel's Diner a few times in Hollywood. Uh, I'm not going to comment on the food, but it right. is a place that's opened all night, virtually. But when he heard about Suge, he grabbed guns and you know was agitated and wanted to go out. Does that track with anything well, is, that you investigated? No. And is there anything to say to prove or otherwise that that in fact happened? I mean, it's easy to say something. You know, I think we've talked about it before. We can say I did this, he did that. But is there anything to back it up? Because you can talk trash about people. And there's plenty of people that talk trash knowing there ain't no way anybody's going to prove that I'm lying or whatever. So it's curious that it was included in the lawsuit filing. Right. I say curious indeed. And I will also say that the person who brought the lawsuit, Cassie, an ex, she had impeccable legal representation you know with very very good reputations sure. so that's so you would think that they would be rather careful about what they would include it doesn't well, mean it's true but i'm just saying yeah. and and the fact that this thing was resolved within a day hello that means i it it just my question is was there already talk going on between both parties before this was yes there was released apparently. to the, the press because you know they, you release stuff to try to get a response you know there's 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 nothing to say you don't 
say things have dried up a little bit, everything's gone stagnant, and you want to kind of get the ball rolling again, well, you release a little tidbit that requires a response. That wasn't a tidbit. I would call that a no, big No, no, that was, was a big deal, but it makes you wonder, in my mind, was there some sort of negotiations going on? They Apparently hit, there they, was. They hit a brick wall, and so someone said, well, and we're going to make them move a little, squirm a little bit. And obviously he did. <laughs> yeah, apparently there was talk of money and uh, yeah, yeah, oh, in advance. I, so, money, money, money is the factor in everything in most of these cases. So, And getting back to, to Keefe, I remember when we first talked about Keefe, and it was literally years ago now. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about him a real long time ago. I was probably still in homicide. Oh, yes. But in terms of podcast, it's even been years. Oh, yeah. We talked about him up in the front end of this whole deal. Quite a bit. And then since the search warrant was served and all of that, my my recollection is that initially you thought there, there would be a plea deal, but you've changed your mind. So how do you how do you feel like that December two thousand twenty three regarding a plea deal? What what plea deal are you talking about? For Keefe. Oh 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 oh. No, I just thought it, depending on what they got and what they're looking at, because I mean, if Keefe really thinks he's going to get out then he's not going to take a deal. And from what I don't have any knowledge as to what the prosecution has. Obviously, the prosecution's got quite a bit. And what's their benefit to get a, a plea deal, depending on how far back in this thing they're going to go? Because remember, there are a lot of dead people attached to this now. Right. Now, if if this is all, everything going on is going to be based on the more recent stuff, then yeah, why negotiate it? It sounds like you got him by the cojones, so go for it. You know, if you're strictly going on 1996, I'd say that's a long time ago and there's a lot of stuff you got to work on, but they've gotten a lot of information well after that and it's out of his mouth so shame on him so bottom line plea deal or no deal uh, I, don't, I don't see the pro what's the benefit to plead because well i guess if he if he pleads guilty to life without okay <laughs> and i've had people do that before I mean, uh, I don't believe, and I think Steve Wolfson's on record talking about explaining the process of the uh, death penalty. And in fact, I think the initial judge asked the prosecution if this was a death penalty case, and right. they said no. It's off the table. So, I mean, what is it, you know? 
if he pleads guilty in 50 years or whatever, and he has to serve, I don't know, I don't know how truth and sentencing is today. But if he's got to serve at least 40 years, well, that's a death sentence. Right. So, and if that'll save some money, sure. But I, I don't know what's going on with this thing. And I, to me, it sounded like Keithy wants to get out. So, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a plea on this unless some sort of sweetheart deal comes up for well, the prosecution. Yeah, from the legal experts that I've spoken to, he's going to roll the dice is what they're saying. It's Vegas, baby. So, Keefe, I'm, I'm sure you will. I mean, but, and you might as well. You're, you're this far into it now. You might as well. I mean, how old is he? 60. Okay. And have we ever, have we ever learned, is he still dying of cancer? I have not. I've not heard an update. It was brought up in one court, in one hearing, but there were, a reporter asked it, as I, as I recall, and there was never an, a definitive answer. So I don't know. And, uh, you know, you wonder if he is, what kind of medical, um, you know, what, what kind of medical help he would be getting in, in jail versus prison and you might think it would be from everything i hear conditions are better in prison so it would be better in prison so in some yeah, ways usually, move him yeah usually usually state prisons better than a county jail i mean they have a medical facility there at the sure. county detention center and, and they have medical treatment but i don't know i don't know what his history is or anything like that but the, the adage that he's going to roll the dice, I says, well, why not? Because at this point, he's 60 years old. I don't see this thing happening quickly. Because if they're going to, if the defense is going to be prepared for court, they got a lot of stuff to go through. That's going to take right. time. And I would think that a lot of the things that they have to go through, is online you know it's it's not just discovery well, i'm sure that somebody's going through all this podcast i mean this social media world that we live in now holy crap that just opened the can of worms as far as stuff you got to look at i'm i'm glad we didn't have it back in our day i mean, it was bad enough with the phone calls and stuff like that but today i mean Every other day, there's something new, and you got to review it and see what's said. And but I always say that I found a whole, whole lot more online with witnesses that you interviewed that I found, you know, in your witness statements. It was, it was extraordinary. Actually, well, yeah, it, like I said, it's a different world now. I mean. You didn't have the computer capabilities that you have now pulling stuff up. And and I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just it's something we didn't have, just like the DNA didn't 
wasn't as good as it is today. You know, progress, yeah. progress has, has, is good and bad. I mean, look at the stuff that has been on TV shows that I know, you know, is BS. So I, much of, oh, I, I just, I can't believe it. I remember when the first CSI or no, yeah, CSI, because I remember when they came and worked with two of our CSIs for the TV show, and I was in Homicide when the first episode of CSI aired, and I thought, I watched 15 minutes of it and turned it off. Huh. So, and I'm, you know, you look at some of these facilities and stuff, and I said, boy, I wish we had had something like this. <laughs> but I also think, I, I'm incredulous when I watch some TV programs about Tupac, you know, on the investigation. Well, you know what? You got to realize if there's a show, what's the, re the reason for the show? To make money. Well, you know, I like mm -hmm. to think over the years, I've been on a national show. I've more than one. Yeah, I get, I get that, but. My motivation is to, to tell the best possible real story. Well, so that's you. That's you. Maybe that's my. Not every my not everybody has ethics. Oh, thank you. Did and and I'm to this day still struck by what we talked about on the last episode of this podcast regarding LVMPD saying during the grand jury testimony, Clifford Mogg, that to this. To that point, when he was testifying, they had not received the full confession from Keefe. They had just uh, had access to what was online. That was astonishing right. to me. But maybe I'm the only no. one. No, I don't. I don't think that's astonishing. Because first, I think the source of the interviews or whatever is out of state, right? Not in Nevada. So one, you'd have to go through and do whatever hoops to to get access to certain stuff. And obviously it's going to be nicer if people would voluntarily give it to you. That's, I mean, if you say that you want to solve the case and it's so important yeah. to solve the case, wouldn't you just turn it over? So there's, no one would have to people, come through. There's people, there's people that say one thing and mean another. Simple as that. Oh! Well, I appreciate you answering my questions, and I know listeners have told me directly they're grateful that you're going to be answering their questions for this podcast. So it's probably time that we get to it. Okay. And, and but we'll we'll see, you know, organize them together. First question comes from Derek from Cali, and some of these folks who are asking questions you've heard them ask questions before and i've come to know many of them including derek as being very sincere and very what's the word that i careful conscientious about gathering facts and i have not always found that to be the experience with True. people who in this True. realm you know, as I said, of all the stories I've ever covered, 
I've never seen so many people just make up stuff. So I'm always really uh, delighted to see folks who are genuinely interested and who really dig deep and are always keeping me on my toes. So Derek from Cali has a, has a few questions, but I'm going to start off with surveillance. Okay. And he said, since you knew the time of the shooting, and again, we've talked about surveillance before, but let's go right. back. Since you knew the time of the shooting and area the cars were in before the shooting, was there an attempt to retrieve footage from cameras around the area, like the Arco station, you know, any place that had cameras? And I have some more surveillance questions coming up that there are derivatives of that, but do you want to give that a go? Okay. So cameras, cameras are a funny thing. And yeah, there was an attempt to look at different stuff. And all I can say is in a perfect world, everything's going to show up on videotape. In a real world, eh, it's hit or miss. I mean, you got to remember out of all the murders I've worked, we've gone through a lot of video. And I, I can remember one murder. I was stunned when a month later we were able to retrieve video in California on something. Wow, I'm stunned uh, to hear it. I, because typically back then, you got to remember things weren't digital then. They were on VHS tapes. Analog. You know, it wasn't CDs at the time or DVDs or flash drives or anything. This was on videotape. And most businesses, if you get 24-hour videotape, and I'm not saying they look at it, maybe they do, but after 24 hours, they might just stick that thing, rewind it, and stick it back in because why spend the money? I've gotten videotapes that were so grainy because it just kept, you know, the thing was used for however long and been played over and over and over, recorded over and over and over again. Right. So, you know, I know that that's been a big deal. People have said, well, it's Las Vegas, everything's recorded. Well, Today, it might be a lot more recorded than it was back then. You know, it's just different. I mean, I think Dan Ford, the CSI, testified, if I'm correct, at the grand jury. And I think he brought up the fact that they were still using 35 millimeter film back then. Which where is today, which is today, everything's digital. I mean, you can sit there and click a thousand pictures and go through and pick the best one, you know, where back then, however many pictures you had in a roll of 35 millimeter film. 36. I used to shoot a lot or well, 20. All right. All right. Out of those 36, you hope all 36 come out good. But I can tell you from my, well, we're going back even further, but. You know, when I was in service, you know, I wish we had digital cameras back then. I had all kinds of pictures from the day, but 
we were using a 110 for a little Instamatics or Polaroids, or if you had the money, a 35, but it costs money to develop film and process it. Now, police department, it doesn't because that's what you do. But it's still the fact that things were not digitized back then. You're, you're dealing with things that you hope there's something, but there isn't always. And trust me, there's a bunch of times I've gone to deals and I went and looked at the cameras on stuff and they've said, well, that's just for show or the system's been down for a year or whatever. So we looked at a lot of, for a lot of stuff. Nothing, nothing, nothing to be found. Nothing evolved from it. I mean, the best, the best, best images you've got are the MGM fight, and even the fight, the actual beatdown, you know, is blocked because of the tree or whatever that thing is by the chairs. But then, uh, Leonard. The photographer, that was the best picture we got right there of him and Suge in the car. And that was one. And today, yeah. most likely, there would have been more than, you know, if it was a digital oh. camera, there might have been more than one. Because I know I used to shoot film. And now, cell phones. Imagine mm -hmm. the cell phones that would have gone off that night. Video, too. Oh, my God. There would have been, you probably had a a wealth of stuff, but that isn't what it was back then. Right. People and have people don't understand that, I don't think. But. Well, you couldn't, you know, I shot, I had a Nikon F and a Pentax, and I mean, I, I shot film and printed it, developed it, and you could not tell back then whether you got a, a photo that was out of focus or in focus or whatever until... Cars. Developed. We used to get cars, but the license plate was blurry. So guess what? The car is blurry. You may be able to tell what kind of car it is, but you don't necessarily get the plate. And and I get the question, and it is a good question. And you know what? If it was today, I would say you'd probably gotten a lot more photographic and video evidence than you did back then. So I am going to ask you an amalgam of surveillance questions coming okay. from Derek from Cali, because he really okay. burrowed deep into this. Sure. There, And I'm just going to kind of put them together. There's an outside camera angle at the MGM. And stopping there for a minute, I've stayed at the MGM Grand, and it was called the MGM Grand. Now I notice everyone just says MGM, and I'm wondering about that. But uh, Yeah, I don't know another conversation, but there's an outside camera at the MGM that night by the bridge showing cars passing by. So is there any other surveillance cameras that face the strip or Flamingo streets? And wouldn't you have been able to at least see the vehicles before, during, and after the shooting? Or is that not a thought at the time? Also about surveillance cameras. Was there any attempt to track Tupac death row uh, as they entered the MGM Grand, as well as Orlando and his crew. Uh, continuing, uh, Orlando is walking around the MGM, and then, I, I'm always tempted to say Grand, because that's how I knew right, it. Right, right, right. MGM, then a minute gap is cut out of the video before he ends up next to MGM security guards just before being jumped. Do you know why? Right. And finally, 
After Orlando walks away from MGM security, the cameras keep tracking him. Was there any other footage of Orlando after he walks off with the man in the white suit? And any attempt to identify the man in the white suit? And actually, Death Row East also asked about the man in the white suit. And I sent you an image of the man in the white suit to refresh your memory. So mm -hmm. give it up. Uh, there's right. too, too many first questions. All, I need to go over something. First, Tell first, me. first of all, if you really expect me to remember every one of them questions, ah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll go through them as best I can recall. Okay, and and I can refresh your memory. Happy. Yeah, we start Just, off with the brain and, 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 and some some of them kind of run together. Yeah. So for video to focus on an individual, because I think that's what we're talking about is a particular individual here. I think we're. Let's oh, just say sorry. Orlando. Yeah. So let's just talk about Orlando Anderson right now. Why would anybody have their camera sitting on a door waiting for Orlando Anderson to come in when Orlando Anderson was nobody to them at the time? But it's everybody uh, coming in. Okay. I get that. But that doesn't mean you're going to see a particular person because is that camera stationary or does it move? That's my first question because I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, uh, if I can interrupt you there, sure, I think the sure. question is basically if it was static or not, was okay. there an effort to track who came and went that day, that night? Okay. First of all, the, well, I kind of answered that. You're talking about tracking somebody. The only reason you would track, say, Orlando Anderson is from the time of his beatdown until the time he left. But once you up, want to back up up, 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 up to that point, why would you be tracking him? Meaning, why would a camera be following him all over the casino? Keep in mind, those cameras don't just sit there and, and I could walk through a casino and you probably never see me. Now, if you were tracking me, that's a different story because now cameras are following me, like the uh, entourage, the entourage thing. You know, after the beatdown, how you see him going through the casino and everything. If there wouldn't have been the beatdown, those cameras probably wouldn't have been tracking them through the casino and out the door. That makes that's sense. But those, those were tracking. It's right. one thing to have a camera looking at an overall room. And if there's nothing spectacular going on, well, why would you say focus in on anything unless you see something? It's, it's like cameras. I think they still have cameras over like uh, blackjack tables and stuff. Right. Like over in a store, over a, a cash register. Exactly. So, and I ran into this before where the camera got a great view of the cashier and what's going on under the machine, but you can't see the person you want to see. Let me try to use the best language because sure, sure. in terms of tracking, what I was saying, like, if you go into a 7-Eleven, right. it's likely they're not going to have a camera tracking everybody, but they're no. going to have a station camera shows the people who come in and show the people who come out so you, usually question, yeah you would hope 
Well, I think in general terms, even old school, that was the case. So, no, no I can say for a fact that it wasn't. So, in the 90s, yeah, I always remember I was a robbery detective before I went into homicide. So, okay, so you're, dealing with, you're dealing with a lot of robberies. You hope there's a camera inside the door of people walking in at a 7 Eleven or Arco, a big corporate. Well, that's not necessarily the case. And what's the quality of that? I worked a, granted, this was not what you call a, the primo establishment, but I worked a murder in an establishment where there was a video of the, I'll say the cash register where the clerk was at. And the only thing we got out of that video was we believed was the bad guy, the suspect, was wearing a particular wristwatch and it had a big face. All you had was from like six inches above the wristwatch down to his hand. So, but we kind of figured this was the guy because the what was happening on in the video is like, you know, there's something going on here. You can't tell what, but Obviously, the, the clerk is not doing what he normally would. Then I spent almost four hours watching videotape of the front door of people walking in. One person walked in and I says, well, that kind of looks like the wristwatch. It wasn't, it was grainy. And we thought, well, you know, this is just a crummy video, but we put it in the news and I'd be damned if someone didn't pick the guy out and we ended up, guy went to prison for life for robbery and murder based on that wristwatch because when we went to set up for the arrest that night, we're sitting in the bar and the guy walks in. I says, I think he's wearing the wristwatch I saw on the videotape. <laughs> okay. Based on that story, so that we, very story, we, we, we couldn't we, we we couldn't do a facial on it. There was no way. Like, what if, if somebody was wearing a very distinctive jersey? That say, helps. And Orlando Anderson did, and that's why after the beatdown, you see the camera tracking him. Prior to that, there's no reason to be tracking him, and he wasn't the only guy wearing a football jersey that night. I guess the question is to continue to, to, to maybe annoyingly. Okay. Did you review any video of the comings and goings? We're not talking about tracking, but simply okay. the comings and goings. Let's say it's equivalent to that other video that you found of the dude with a big watch. We saw video of Orlando Anderson after the fact. Right. What about, we didn't mm -hmm. see anything before that. Is that because you didn't have access to it? No, it's just that there was nothing there. Remember, we we have to work with certain groups. And remember that fortunately casinos, at least back then, I don't know what they do today, but Casinos tended to hold video longer. And remember, that was VHS still. 
That wasn't digital. If you've ever been into the security room at a casino and you see all the cameras and all that, you got to remember that you may be looking at a VHS that may have four pictures on it, too, of four different locations. It's not necessarily just one location. And then you're going through and trying to find things. And cameras may be moving. Because if you watch... Oh... The video of the beatdown at the MGM, doesn't that camera move? Doesn't it swing? It does, but... And I, and I think that might be because there's a person back in the booth swinging sure. the camera. Sure, yeah. there wasn't AI back then to... Right, it, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> automatically follow people. It just, it's going to follow because there's something going on that's of interest. Got it. But I have a feeling, and I wasn't looking for cameras... But I checked into the MGM Grand multiple times. And right. I have a feeling when I was at the check-in, there was a camera on me. Oh, I have I'm, a feeling I'm, that well, I, was, I don't know if it was on you, but there was a camera, at least a camera. On the desk. Checking. Yeah, there was a cover, covering the area. Right, when, when I walked in. So <laughs> I think the question, very, the, at the heart of the question is, okay. was that Videotape reviewed. Videotape was reviewed, yes. Outside of the beatdown video. Videotape was reviewed, yes. Okay. Okay, that's kind of a short answer. So well, you know what? Again, because I don't know what they're doing today, but I'm I'm not going to sit here and spill the guts of my beans, the beans about everything, because yes, and today they probably got far more. Well, yeah, apparently there was video. Apparently there was video of the them serving the search warrant on Davis's house. Right. We but should, we're talking we should, about. We should, yeah, but that's then. Back then, mm -hmm. we didn't have certain toys that they have today. I I got you, but I I'm 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 not sure that I really really um, what it's good to move on for sure. No, just ask the question. All I can but, tell you is there was there was a review of video beyond of the beat video, down. Of, of of what video was available that was of interest. Okay, because I have had this impression and you okay. can tell me I'm wrong. It won't be the first time and I'll accept no. it. All right. I had the impression that the casino basically said, here's the video. That's it. That's what we've got. Deal with it. Is, is that an incorrect impression? Yes. So all stops were were let out to give you access to the. To I, all I, I the way you present the way I interpret what you're presenting is the casino is wanting to do as little as possible, but present with presenting whatever. Well, I think if I remember right, didn't one of their security persons testify at Suge Knight's grand is uh, revocation hearing about the video? Because what that was doing was basically, I think, laying the chain of custody because of 
whatever. Sure. But again, that's the beatdown. And I'm talking about sure. parameters outside of the beatdown. I'm talking well, about. And what this, parameters are you talking about? I'm talking about the time. The time frame, the timeline from when Tupac would have entered the MGM Grand, when Orlando would have entered the MGM Grand. You know, there was a possibility, and we spoke about it. There was some talk that Biggie was at the MGM Grand. So, in that 24 hour period, whatever. Okay. I mean, you do see crime shows, and again, some of them older rather than than more recent, okay. where you know the investigators, as you did with the example you talked about with the watch, to a degree that you would look through. Okay, dude came in that day. Okay. Let's look through our. He said he checked in at ten o'clock or maybe a late okay. noon. Let's check the tape at noon to see what okay. we have from all the cameras. Okay. And then what? I guess my question is, what what is it you want? I, I don't you're know. looking for Tupac. You're looking for Orlando. Why would we be looking for Tupac? Is it because Tupac somebody special prior to this? I don't know. You would be. Yeah, you remember, you're talking, to a, you're talking to a guy who didn't know who the hell Tupac was. I get it. But afterwards, you did. So, Okay, I understand that, but yeah. why is anybody following Tupac? What I'm for? saying they're they're not following him at the time, but okay. later, like, oh, he was shot. What can we do okay. to find video of him? But that you're day? talking about what happened before he got shot. Why was he the focus of anybody's interest before he, he got shot? I'm. My example is. <laughs> no, I'm asking a legitimate no. question. I mean, it would be okay. Orlando, Orlando yeah. came and was gambling. He came who, is, in, or who, who was Orlando Anderson before he, this whole thing? He's Orlando no Anderson. He was no Mr. X. Mr. X. We find Orlando out. Anderson meant nothing to nobody over there. Understood. But once you <laughs> once you know about it, and okay. the other thing I'll say. You know, the grand jury talked about the LVMPD person who actually ID'd Orlando at the MGM Grand that night. Right. I mean, we, right. we went into a discussion as to what report would have been written, when it would have been right. written, it was over the weekend, so on and so well, forth. Well, we, we were talking supposition because no one's shown me a report yet. I don't know. Right. I, don't, I don't remember such a thing so right. if, I, if there is uh, and you show it to me maybe it would refresh my memory but because again, obviously that would have accelerated yeah going back because and and you know we do have a lot of other questions so i don't want to sure, stick sure. in in this mire too much but it's just the same as if you had staff like if you had somebody who was a, a hotel maid or somebody right. at the blackjack table, wouldn't you go and say, well, he wouldn't know who Tupac was. He wouldn't. But once you know that Tupac is shot, he wouldn't know who Orlando was or he would. But once you know that Orlando Anderson is a suspect, wouldn't you go and canvas uh, 
you know, somebody, you know, let's say he's in this room, just as you would, you, maybe they don't know anything. People do door knocks before surveillance. People knocked on doors in neighborhoods yeah, and they didn't know. Knocked on many a door. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a matter of knocking on surveillance doors is, is the question. Okay. But, and I guess I'm still trying to figure out what the question is because <laughs> we, we reviewed videos and, and, and there was nothing in the story. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I'm not okay. going to, I'm not going to make up stuff. I don't want you so, to. Well, I'm, that's just... what I'm just saying, I'm not going to make stuff up. As far as I know, there was nothing there. Now, if they're producing something now that maybe I goofed up on, well, then I guess I goofed up. But have they produced something? Huh? I'm I'm saying, is there video that you're saying I missed? No, not at all. Okay, well, that's that's why. What was reviewed is the question. Yeah, I said we reviewed video. I'm not going to go into where or what or anything like that because okay. that's I the case. It. That's the case file. I, okay, you know, that they, they, answer they, makes they, more they, sense they, to me. Yeah, they've got they've got something going on right now that, that they're going sense. to be doing things, and I'm sure if it's of importance and if it's of value, it will come out in court. That makes. It, but that don't makes don't be surprised if there's nothing. <laughs> Okay, uh, but before we leave this, okay, as I said, there were a couple questions about the man in the white suit with Orlando. Okay. Any yes. idea yeah. who he is? You know what we talked about? Remember, I think in an early podcast, I yes. made a comment about the guy in the light. No, uh, no, that was with Orlando okay. after the beatdown. It was when he was there being interviewed by security and the metro officer. There's a guy. If I could see the video, there's a guy. Did you see, I sent you a picture in that file. Well, you sent me a picture, and it was a, still. a picture of a guy, and then a, a close-up of a face of someone um, saying was the guy in the white suit. And I thought, well, it could be, but maybe it isn't. I I don't know because the picture of the guy in the white suit wasn't that clear. No, it wasn't. But I've just it, the picture wasn't clear. But I think the question is: Do you did you happen to find out who he was? And you know, through I want to say, I'm just going off memory. Sure. There was a there was a conversation when Brennan and them came over because you know when they saw the, the picture of Orlando. Right. I want to say there was a comment about who they thought that person was. Okay. And I would, I would, I would have to see the report though. Got you. What is, um, that? is that? Is that binging me or someone else? Th- th- that was me. I was trying to get. Okay. To, I wanted to make right. sure you got the picture. Did you get the? You, you got the picture. Uh, it was in the folder I, I sent. Hold on. Stream it. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. All right, I see the picture. There's a picture. I'm looking at a picture. It looks like it's, well, I can't even say for sure it's Orlando. It's someone in a number 13 jersey. Right. It looks like he's wearing green pants, but I think it's supposed to be blue right. jeans. 
there's a guy next to him in a white suit. Right. And That's the like mystery man. And it looks like there's someone in a uniform maybe next to them. A couple of guys in uniform. Oh, there's a uniform. Okay, now that I look back, there's a uniform metro officer. I, looking at that picture, I can't even tell you that that's Orlando, but uh, hold on. Let me go through this again. And then, okay, I see, <laughs> that's funny. The Compton police officer holding up the death row medallion. We've already discussed right. I just I just sent that to you, yeah, because we discussed it. Uh, that that's the photo. Oh, what is this? After oh, the, 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 there's some documents that we're going to talk about in a bit. Oh, okay. But I was just yeah. asking you, you know, and as I said, it's perfectly fine to say you don't know the mystery man. You know? She saw only two. Okay, there's that statement. I'm just looking at. Is there only four images on there? Yes. Okay, and who's this? Oh, okay. So we'll leave the document part for later because I guess you're going to have questions of those. But as far as the two images, yeah, the one image, I mean, we can deduce that that was Orlando. If I didn't know Orlando Anderson, I wouldn't have known it from looking at that photo. But Understood. Since I, but... since, since I do know Orlando Anderson now, if if that had been the night of, I wouldn't have been able to tell you who that was. I but wouldn't it, have been yeah, able but to it's tell a man with a with a distinctive, and yes, jersey. other people had distinctive sports jerseys. But when were they there? Who 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 wore number thirteen back then? I don't know. In I, I'm I won an Emmy once for a sports story I did, but I have <laughs> no idea about sports. I did, did we decide that was that a Cowboys jersey? You would have figured that out better than I. I don't yeah, okay. Well, I'm not gonna make stuff up. Yeah, I and I, I wouldn't want you to, but Cowboys. again, as I said, I'm not really into sports, so I don't know. Okay, Michael. Let me see when Michael Gallup played football for the Cowboys. There was a wide receiver named Michael Gallup. What year is it? 2018? No, never mind. This is well after this, so that wasn't it. Right. No, I just wanted you to look at the, the photo of the gentleman right who happens to be in a white suit because a couple of listeners were asking about that very yeah i want to say we never knew for sure i want to say when you and i talked in a previous podcast i was curious if that was davis or not i don't know i'm not saying it was mm-hmm. Uh, no, you did bring I, up the possibility of, of Keefe being in the video. Yeah. I didn't know that this was the person you thought was. Yeah. And then, and then, gosh, I don't remember. I don't want to put words in Tim Brennan's mouth if he said he thought he knew that who that was or not. Next on Lennon Ozee's Ray reporting, Tupac's murder was his case. Rafael Perez, David Mack, were they in Vegas? 
and David Mack and Kevin Gaines were they in Las Vegas? And you know, did Kevin Gaines shoot Tupac? A mouthful. I'll say that there was nothing proven that Perez and Mack were in Las Vegas. Rumors, but there were a ton of rumors. I'm gonna know these way. Tupac's murder was his case was produced, created, and hosted by me. As for the music and art, well, that's me as well. Thanks to Creative Director Emeritus Lowell T.C. Woundla. And thanks, dear listeners, for listening. Take one. You've been listening to Leonard Azizwe reporting. Tupac's murder was his case. An Azizwe T. original. All rights reserved.